0: For at Dog Earthlets. My name is Connor, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 184th episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we're covering 2000 AD for June and July 1988, Prague's 579 to 582. This time, bad company is thinning out, Dread wears out a full metal jacket. The ABC Warriors are heading out, and the new Strontium Dog is headed for a no-go. Yeah, it's a real no-go for me for a certain aspect. Oh, no. I'm so <laughs> well, we'll sorry. If you, would, if you want to read along with us, you'll find the comics we're covering today and Judge Dread the Complete Case Files 12. ABC Warriors, The Mech Files 1, The Complete Bad Company, Strontium Dog, SCHD Files 4, Slain the King, 2080 Extreme Editions 21, and The Judge Red Megazine 345. Slain Prologue, so wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that one. It's going to be real good. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we got to talk about other stuff, namely, 301 One, Bad
1: Company. We're going to gaze into the hearts of these soldiers. And what we'll find let's- is it's pretty cruel there.
0: Whoa. Oh, yeah, let's get freaked God. out, buddy. Things get a little trippy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Script about Peter Milligan. Art about Brett Eudes and Jim McCarthy. her about Tom Frame. To get to the Cruel Heart, to get the Cruel Heart to leave them alone, brain-swapped Commando Kano has neuroflipped into the body of a Cruel that has half of his brain! Oh, man, and it's, uh, it's pretty ripped like him also. Yeah, yeah, we, he might not be able to come back again as we see the Kano-controlled Cruel. Yeah, he's looking way more put-together than his alien counterparts. He's just kind of got like a round head instead of a, of a spiky, long-haired head. Yeah, like cruel's. a weird, goopy... Goopy mess that they usually are. Definitely. Um we get some so we get more weird narration. That's been part of this whole story. Yeah. Just this disembodied narrator that doesn't know who it is or where it is, and time seems to move oddly for it. Um it's seemingly controlling Kano like a puppet master, it says. I mean it says um, that, but it doesn't really feel like that's true. No, this is much more of that like uh yes, you're all my puppets, like when you start to lose an argument on the on an internet message board, you know? <laughs> And you start sort of... When you
1: scroll down through YouTube comments after just like a couple seconds and read something. Yes, you're
0: all my puppets. Dance for me with your valid arguments against my stances. (laughs) Current year. Whoa. Uh, Back on the ship, the stars have gone out and things are getting really weird generally. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of weird, Danny Franks is still a little weird after falling in that pit of pain last episode. Yeah. and he flinches from a sudden light and finds himself confronted by a multi-eyed blob. The cruel hearts, perhaps. Oh my god! It's it's
1: so oogie and it looks furry, which is why when it, it and also wet, which makes it just double gross. Yeah, it's
0: like a, it's it's it, it's got some fuzz on it, like mm. a like a peach that's been partially mashed or something yeah. like that. Ugh. Um, meanwhile uh, the uh, Kano in cruel forms running around killing aliens as the regular Kano, controlled by a cruel we imagine, rages in his cage (laughs) like a rat in a cage yeah, despite all his rage he's still a Kano in a cage, buddy Um, so weird (laughs) the prog is a vampire anyway (laughs) (laughs) stupid (laughs) um, a Danny suddenly has a vision—a strange open world where his friends all sit at some kind of bar. They offer him a drink. Yeah, seems they're all—they all realize they're all stuck in this weird semi-reality. Kano's head suddenly grows to giant size. A cruel <laughs> pops out. Like it's—I don't like this fox.
1: Yeah, it's just—it's dreams, you know. It's like okay. Yeah, I think dreams neat, but it's like that guy in the office telling you his dream, and you're just like, you're not—I don't know you, but
0: not, not this yeah, well. I, I think for me, it's just sort of disturbing, like, disturbing dream stuff. Have you ever seen that episode of the show Futurama where, um, like, there's, like, this – where, like, they go to get honey and, like, Leela falls into a delirium because of, like, a a, a magic bee sting and stuff? Mm-mm. It's a good episode. But, like, there's parts of it that are very, like, whoa, like, there's this – a lo- lot of, like, dreams within dreams and very – and, like, to me, it's as disturbing as sort of a humor cartoon show can get, you know?
1: Yeah, okay interesting but anyway
0: yeah danny screams as we cut again to kano killing killing cruel as the heart has finally noticed his presence and shifts reality towards uh, him poop i gotta shift reality <laughs> <sighs> back on the ship everyone is wizard of ozing you know i you know i had a dream you were there etc yeah though uh shiva it seems saw danny's head explode not kano's which you know telling i guess yeah, and speaking of Kano, it seems he's gro- grown a bunch of head tentacles and one of those Spirography cruel eyes, as well as a third eye in his forehead. I think
1: really tying his whole look together. You know,
0: you know, he's really leveled up. So he's gained some additional features that, like, I don't know. It's like uh, it's 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 like when a, when there's a new expansions for video games, there's a lot of uh, new gear, but you look really weird because of it. <laughs> Um, he
1: got the eye armor uh, special right. edition equipment.
0: <laughs> totally, Protoid taunts Kano as Mac and Darian scene threaten him, but he stops them as we've arrived at the planet cr- of at the planet of the cruel heart, and it looks like a giant uh, sweet gum seed. If you're familiar yeah. with that kind of tree, Fox. Yeah, this it's like we got like these that. trees out here, and their seeds just look like giant spiky balls. Oh yeah, I know. The the cruel kids, like. uh, kids
1: used to throw them at other kids where I grew
0: up. It's real, oh, yeah. real cool. Just explain it to everybody that might not know our California trees. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Um, the narrator looks at a skeleton as the protoid sh- uh, ship nears the world of the crew heart. The alien makes the walls transparent to give a better view. I mean, for a reason, yeah. I guess. It just I mean, never comes yeah. up again. Nah. It's just more like... I think it's just sort of establishing... That the protoid has a lot of control over his chameleonic uh, ship, which Mm. we'll sort of get into at a later point. Yeah. Um, Then sort of off screen, the company decides to split up Scooby-Doo style. (laughs) Which has always worked. I mean, (laughs) I guess they always do catch the villain in Scooby-Doo. But it is also like a big thing not to do if you're playing like D and D, like the party splitting yeah. up definitely means that parts, some people are going to be in a lot of trouble. Also a lot of work for the DM, you know, yeah, like come Lazada. on guys. I got to tell, I, I got to t- keep two different groups of players engaged at the same time. That's a lot. Anyway. <laughs> um, so one team is uh Danny Shiva and Rackham, the pain boy. Danny's real <laughs> bummed because he's assumed they'll all die on this mission. And that seems to bear out as basically the minute they touch down, Rackham's feet are engulfed by thorny vines.
1: Oh, no, it really hurts. And uh, I guess she was going to blast its fucking atoms apart
0: yeah she tries to blow the the uh the thorns up. but there's an earthquake and it opens up a chasm and suddenly Rackham's like being like literally bridging over the chasm like one side his feet with the vines then what the other side his hands, and then suddenly his hands are in the vines too. I mean, I'm really feeling like these vines have something against dude <laughs> yeah um the the these vines then the the earth continues to 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 like separate as rackham is stretched although he seems like he likes it i don't know but he decides to come (laughs) clean with danny he explains that he spent all that time in a cruel torture camp not as a prisoner but as a torturer man
1: the image that they decided to use showing him getting tortured or someone getting tortured with electro tentacles one's just straight
0: in the d zone like oh yeah like it's uh it's not in the most
1: comfortable places
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, you can't torture people when not, you, you got to pay attention to that D when you're torturing people. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right, you got to be listen. attentive everywhere. And, of uh, course. and then
1: you just kind of see him coming through the back of the shadows and like, I was the guy all along. So I yep. totally deserve this, I guess,
0: but oh my God, I don't want to die. Yeah. Shiva eventually puts him out of his misery and we get a f- final shot of his smiling insane face. The voice reflects that humans are weird and that they have systems that let them survive and even thrive through extreme pain. And that leads to some people chasing it. Yeah. It also reflects on this skeleton it can see swinging like a pendulum with a weird metal thing on its forehead. It hopes that it is not human. The voice hopes that, that it's not human. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kano is fighting through the cruel and the heart is forced to look at him. It's near death. It feels fear. It feels like the, uh, the the baby cruel heart growing in its belly and fears for it. Meanwhile, the cruel and Kano's body is getting crazier and crazier. And Danny and Shiva continue to fight their way through the planet as the very landscape seems to be against them. As the canyon walls move around them and suddenly they're trapped. It's pretty awesome. She blows up some rocks. That's good, but not. there's too many. Shiva says they're not close enough to the heart that she can enter its heart mind, which might give them a chance to take it out. Daddy worries she'll die, but she says that uh, he is more important because it's his story. Weird. Nah. Shiva's getting a little crazy with the past life stuff, and she kind of <laughs> monologues. <laughs> and Daddy reflects on his diary. Shiva warns him he shouldn't love words too much, and because you can't mistake the map for the territory. And, and they kiss. Yeah,
1: and it's it gets it's like I guess this is building sexual tension, but you know, for hey. me, it's it's more of just like. I don't know if that's like the moment that you embrace somebody.
0: <laughs> you know? I mean, now or never, I guess. Yeah. Um, she, she she flips. He enters the uh, the cruel heart. She appears in a vision to Kano, who says uh, he, and tells him that he's close to the heart, but should worry about the protoid. Everyone currently with the protoid will probably die. Then she disappears. Oof. Back with Danny, the walls of the canyon fall away and they're clear to go. But when Danny checks on Shiva, ah, she's all cruelified She's She's so oogie. The the eye stalk (laughs) so creepy. She's like covered in like weird scales. She's got one spirograph eye, one real gross, like jointed eye stalk coming out of her uh, coming out of the other side of her face. And uh, six fingers on each hand, which is a little kind of weird. Oh, I didn't even notice
1: that. Yeah, no, that's uncanny.
0: Too wide, not good. Uh, (laughs) Danny kicks her away and tries the old, uh, remember who I am, you're still in there. But she starts to make his atoms dance. Man,
1: it's not good as he starts to feel like he's exploding and gritting his teeth so hard that two teeth fly out of his mouth
0: like I usually I usually try to like um figure out a movie reference for the you're still in that for, for for whatever's happening yeah. but the you're still in there thing is so um universal that there's really no good reference for it I, I think I, it's so outplayed Yeah uh, so uh, this messed up Shiva's doing her boom baby thing on Danny he's almost ripped apart when he hears her voice saying she loves him for a minute she's back to normal then she explodes yeah she just makes herself explode real real gross I miss lose so many girlfriends that way <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile max being grossed out by the by the cruel heart as their ship approaches it Dariancine and Mac discuss the former's relation to the company, and then they go to check on the protoid to find him menacing Kano with a bunch of crazy tentacle weapons. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that uh, that he's got some, uh,
1: some objective to be here, you know what I mean?
0: Definitely. The boys spring into action as the narrator starts talking in chest metaphors. Hoping to someday know itself. Uh, Dariancine pulls his arm gun, which I always love. And Mac starts shooting the protoid ship, which seems to hurt the protoid himself. With a hole in the hull, Mac goes to toss Kano out the side. And Dariancine covers him by shooting some kind of gas out of his boots.
1: That's so great. And he specifically says, there are not many parts of my body that have not been customized. And I'm like, all right, man. No need to gloat here
0: and now. Nah, he's cool. Nah, excuse me. Darian scene remembers when Kano immobilized the pro toy by grabbing part of its neck Oof! and emulates this with a spe- second special cyborg hand within his hand. It's like the <laughs> alien's mouth, but it's like a second
1: hand, you know? It's real um, good. It's like a tiny little grabby hand. It's
0: cute. for special reaching.
1: You oh, know? yeah, man. Like when you got that itch that you can't reach, you need
0: the attachment that's in your hand. Yeah. Uh, Darantin seems to have won, but the protoid drops a trump card, which is that he is the ship. And, uh,
1: yeah, then proceeds to cut his head off with giant shears. Yeah, a pair
0: of giant scissors. Um, with a giant pair of scissors at the elite's neck, the protoid explains that his people started with light, but now there is darkness. And with a final snip, everything goes black. All right, buddy trying to be real cool next time on bad company the devils pretty good you know things are going action is happening and
1: once again like everyone's got to die before we wrap this thing up
0: oh yeah yeah we're actually in the uh in the final part of bad company we should finish we'll finish it up next episode
1: Ooh. but you're right
0: we are um yeah losing Losing cast members at a desperate pace at this point. Um, yeah. Just too. <laughs> that's how, that's how so, I know these things are
1: starting to end quickly when they're like, ah, crap, we still have too many people. Time- all right, right some let's s- resolve
0: some stories.
1: Get them <laughs> out of here. Let's go. Yeah. Chop, <laughs> chop, chop. We need more people exploding. <laughs> we need more like people stretching until they die. It's all just like a thing. And, you
0: know, yeah. let's find out what this cruel heart is, baby. I'm interested. I'm still here. It's pretty. Yeah. Should be good stuff, man. I'm pretty excited for for the, the uh, to reach the climax of a the story. There's some weird stuff. That I think we're gonna have an interesting time talking about. Which is what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, as we move on, some more interesting tales, Fox. Oh, let's see what you did there. That's right, professional podcasting. <laughs> Thrilled to tales from the doghouse. <laughs> I mean, professional amateur yeah. podcasting. You know, Whatever. Only, I mean, only money lost. Yeah,
1: only only the <laughs> finest in uh, in a hundred percent amateur podcasting.
0: That's right. So a uh, scripter about Alan Grant, uh, art about Colin McNeil, letter about Gordon Robson as kid. I had forgot that they were going to Alton Towers. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we meet uh Tom Birdie Lily and two other Strontium Dog as they enter Alton Towers. Last seen in a mid prog ad in Prog five twenty six. Yeah, man. <laughs> check out the yeah, black cool. hole while it's still alive kids yeah seriously get out there they're after this uh bad guy diablo and his gang uh on our side there's Schnaz, who's got a big aardvark nor- uh, nose and morgy who's kind of an orc looking dude and of course birdie a guy with a beak and wings on his back
1: and man but- do we need to underscore how much he doesn't have the cool powers that those
0: two do <laughs> no no they aren't big enough to let him fly he feels very self-conscious about it <laughs> he's uh, really self-conscious i mean it's tough man it has got to it has got it's gotta it's gotta it's it's gotta be rough when because most strong team dogs as we've said don't have mutations that give them powers or anything right or special this is abilities. this is
1: like a, the, one of the few jobs that they're able to take so it's like well fuck it.
0: yeah but like it's gotta suck when you're on a team with two dudes that do have things that give them powers and you're the odd man out you know that's, i mean that's, that's gotta be annoying
1: that's how you are uh, rounding out your crew dude plus i guess yeah, it, it, it means just... you're gonna take ridiculously death defying fucking pathways to getting your your kills done as we're gonna see later it's like hey that that's just what you always do because you got to go above and beyond when I... you're a strontium
0: dog yeah i guess it's just like uh, i don't know foresight is yeah. good in some cases it's true Suddenly, as these guys are looking around, they come under fire. It's the baddies!
1: Oh, man. How are we going to deal with this? Give me covering fire while I shove a train.
0: Exactly. Shifts that train onto them. He takes out most of these guys, actually. But the boss, Diablo, is headed for the log flume. Yay, log flume. Yeah. Birdie gives chase, not realizing that the track for the flume is broken. Diablo goes flying off the side, and Birdie is next. Unless he can fly! He can fly! He can... Oh, no.
1: No, no, no. He, uh, he falls to his death where all of his bones, body, and blood just explode from his, uh, from his corpse.
0: Schnoz and Morgan memorialize their friend. Bye-bye, Bertie. Uh-huh. Bye-bye, Bertie. We hate to see you go. Wow. Listen. That's the only only work of fiction – or I think maybe one of the only works of fiction where there's a main character named Conrad, so I got to know it. You know? Uh, that's fair. We love you, Conrad. That's a good song to sing to no. your buddy, Conrad. Anyway. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah. you know, Mark it down. Um, and speaking of marking it down, Fox. I am. Um... On a list of grievances for you and your gang member buddies, perhaps <laughs> – um we go to throw three Judge Dred. Scripture about John Wagner, art wrote Gibson. Gibson, go about Tom Frame? <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. So Tim Allen.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I know. I'm not gonna go for deep cuts on that one. Low hanging fruit.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. Man it's anyway. So hey, there's some guys beating each other up. They're getting out of this car and they've got to uh they've got to the Warriors their way through the fucking city. Ah,
0: that's what I said too. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I said it last episode as well. I believe I mean a, a baseball fury references, as I, as I recall. But you, but yeah, anyway. yeah, it's true. You did. that was great. <laughs> the full mental jacket. This dread storyline. We're we're doing it all episode. And like you said, Fox, when we last left a story, newly sprung gang leader Dog Deaver and his buddy Huey were warriorsing their way back to the McMurphy block, and were being attacked by the Rats Gang. Not after, a, after some I got, running, I get, I get the full yeah. mental jacket. But like, why
1: rats? It's like the worst they, image to invoke.
0: It seems like these guys are just hanging out, like in the underparts of the city or something. Like, yeah, that. That, that's my best guess. Um, but so they they do some running, but finally turn and fight, kicking some ass, tossing gang members off into a big highway of traffic, and then creating a huge pileup <laughs> where they kill Absolutely. multiple
1: people because of it.
0: At, yeah, definitely. All this ass-beating is making Dog nostalgic for when his family first moved into the McMurphy block. Um, When Dog got beat up by a gang called ICU, then got jumped into the half-wits, the uh, JV Mentals, when he fought back by grabbing a rock and kneecapping a kid. Which comes back later. woo Yeah. There's a lot of sort of small references in this story to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest stuff. Oh, yeah. Because... Mick Murphy is of course the main character of, mm. of uh of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest played play by by uh, Jack Nicholson in the movie etc um but uh and like as we uh, in this flashback week or yeah or no sorry as we go to back, back to the block i believe we see uh, the the Billy Bibbit block next to it who was a the uh the the, the stuttering young mental patient in mm. uh, in that book as well um but we see a uh, dog I mean, uh Brian Deaver's son <laughs> or a uh, uh, Brian Deaver's mom being braced by Judge Dredd And she says she has no son Yeah, she's real
1: adamant about how much She really does not like her older child
0: Yeah, she despairs that her younger son Fonzo is in the half wits, and she refuses to let Dog back into her house. Speaking of which, the man himself has arrived at McMurphy. He's pissed there's so much ICU graffiti around, and determines to confront Slimy, the new boss of the gang, doesn't think Slimy will be pleased with the meeting. And of course, he's going to employ, you know...
1: A healthy amount of discussion, probably, you know, find out what everybody's grievances are, see if he can get people to start working more hours, and do it all through diplomacy,
0: you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Dog heads into Candy and Sandy's Cafe, the mental's hideout, named for a pair of prostitutes and cuckoo's nests. And cuckoo's nest and meets with the gang, including uh, Slimy, who I guess put some weird uh, spray on slime in his hair.
1: Fucking Mega City.
0: Yeah, and like you said, picture of diplomacy. Slimy, uh, a dog grabs Slimy's girlfriend and tosses it, in, tosses her into Slimy's table, and beats <laughs> up the rest of the gang,
1: <laughs> and then holds slime at gunpoint. Yeah, definitely,
0: <clears throat> he's the boss again. Yeah, very clearly. Yeah, um, suddenly Dredd's on the scene and Mentals all cover for each other as Dredd pats down Dog and says soon enough he'll get Dog for something and send him back to the cubes. Could just make it easy for
1: everybody and just turn yourself in already, you know? No dice. Yeah, never
0: works, <laughs> bud. Yeah, um, Dredd tries to get surveillance on Dog, but the Justice Department doesn't uh, shell out for minor criminals. Yeah, hey, makes sense. But yeah, Dredd knows it's just a matter of time. Back at the nest, Dog is thinking big. It's time for the mentals to reassert dominance and kick out the other gangs. He wants the gang out there beating people up. He takes Slimy's girl to rub it in. And he then has Slimy set up a meet of the other gang leaders, just like the one that he was at when he got shot and arrested three years ago. Dog then heads to his family, his apartment, where he's happy to see his little brother is a member of the halfwits. But his mom is pissed. Oh, yeah. You she- know unhappy she's, she's, that he p- is back yeah she's pissed that he's been in jail that dreads hassling her she just wants him to die and stop making her unhappy she's like at least <laughs> your father had the decency to get killed that's like 29 or whatever <laughs> jesus yeah um doug doesn't understand what his, what his mom's problem is yeah. meanwhile oh, it's going.
1: oh no no it's just yeah meanwhile yeah. uh Carleen seems <laughs> to have flipped allegiance pretty
0: quick Yeah, listen, you gotta, I mean, she asserted herself at first, like, I ain't no object, be passed around. But then uh, she's quick to be on on Dog's side. Uh, They're setting up the meet. Slimy is, is set to search the gang leaders for weapons. This will definitely let Slimy set Dog up again. But Dog's got a plan that will kill his biggest rivals and pin it on Slimy. But first, he needs to take out some insurance. So we see him handing a gun to his own little brother.
1: And man, just the next prog is just, they could cut this out and have it just be a, you know, sometimes your kids have guns commercial.
0: Yeah, very, very PSA opening in our second to last prog here. As Fonzo Deaver is heading out, but his mom is not pleased. She tries to stop him. And as she sort of scuffles with him a little bit, Fonzo drops the gun dog gave him. His mom isn't hearing it and uh, is, is, isn't hearing his excuses and not only takes the gun, but locks Fonzo in his room.
1: Oh, man. And I mean, yeah, like his older brother's going to die. He's got a
0: moral conundrum. Yeah, he's relying on Fonzo to show up with that gun. Um, this is bad. Yeah, he's going to get cu- um, at the at the Kesey Intersect. Ken Kesey, of course, the author of One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest um some icu thugs pat dog down and his dog goes to meet the gang guys and he does one of those um you broke my heart fredo type moves with slimy <laughs> getting a good amount of slime on his hands yeah
1: it is a it is a not inconsequential amount of hand slime
0: it's true meanwhile alfonso is absailing down the side of uh murphy building he, like you know, he's using like a tied up bed sheets as a rope, and eventually uh, kicks through a window of another apartment and escapes into the night. Oh, he's got to go, and there's crying mom like, no, don't run, dogs, buddy. Yeah, don't go, dogs, buddy. Huey pats down two of the gang leaders, finding guns, but Slimy gets the uh, takes the third, and doesn't find anything. Despite the fact that if you look closely at the picture, this guy <laughs> clearly has a gun in his uh, it's like like hidden in his vest. It's just you know. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Dog remembers the previous time when all the other ganger g- gang leaders had guns and ambushed him, but tonight he'll get revenge. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really gonna seem be- like it's going to go his way so far. <laughs> yeah. He whispers over the side of the building like, Fonzo, give me the gun, but Fonzo isn't there. <sighs> He's instead running as fast as he can, but he seems he's too late. Huey's pulling a gun on the other goons, and Fonzo is desperately climbing up to his bro with a chain from a new entry sign from a no entry sign. The gang leaders meet with Don with Dog, one of them pulling a gun complete with a- some dog based banter. I um like try this again, you can't teach Dog, an old dog, new tricks. Maybe it's time to put you down, etc. Roll
1: over and play dead, etc., etc. It's so, it's it's top
0: level, top notch. Everyone's been playing on these puns all day for sure. Meanwhile, dog's mother calls in to calls in the uh, the meat to dread, and dread is on the way. Dread rushes on his bike. Fonzo climbs to the side of the building, and one of the gang leaders is telling dog that he's too crazy to be trusted. Doug gives his last words to Stall. When suddenly Fonzo appears, full mental's okay. Man,
1: just like really well, well timed, like uh, like chain whip action going.
0: <laughs> it's pretty yeah, good with that chain. Is, whip. I mean, yeah, it's a huge reference to that cover of action that that that's uh, that got the comic banned and stuff like that. Just this kid showing up with a chain and hitting somebody with it and stuff like that. <laughs> um, especially with the okay in there, it feels like like, like a pretty clear reference to me. Mm. Uh, Dog grabs the dropped gun and comes up shooting, killing two of the gang leaders. The third, who I guess is the kid whose knee he broke when he joined the, uh, the Half-Witch all those years ago. Yeah. He takes special care of, recites a poem, then throws him off the side of the building. And, uh, you know,
1: just for good measure, because we really didn't lay into his knee enough the first time, he lands
0: on his fucking knees. It's bad. Yeah, it's the uh, And it's the one flew east, one flew west, one flew of the cuckoo's nest kind of story. Or a poem. hmm um, suddenly, a siren wails. Slime goes to run, but Huey shoots him in the back. But his dog talks mess to the corpses of his enemy. Enemies. Huey is dropped by dread. Mm, what you say? Oh, I only meant well. God well, damn it, Fox! I was <laughs> I was going to do that for later. <laughs> no. Ah, son of a! I got it written down in my notes and everything. <laughs> No
1: coordination, top quality. Son of funk. a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really, really just making sure I do you. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same wavelength, though. That's uh... Yeah,
0: because well, it was perfect. Oh, oh. God. Um, the brothers run as Dredd arrives in the scene, figures it was all a dog. He's headed to the apartment. The Deaver boys... The, the D R boys arrive home crowing about their victory. Fonzo's earned um Fonzo's earned a full metal jacket, and the two can now terrorize the whole city. But then mom shows up with that gun Gonzo has. She screams at the dog for corrupting Fonzo as well and shoots him three times. <laughs> uh, mm, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> that you only did well, of course you did. Mm, what you say. <laughs> anyway. I hate you, Fox. Seriously. <laughs> I like looked up the lyrics.
1: Oh. God damn it. <laughs> uh, dude! There's so much OC going on in here that I feel like not everyone's going to get.
0: Well, because and then Dogfall is bleeding, and Dread uh, gets the call for the shots. Ah, uh, yeah. Duber, she keeps shooting when he seems to still be alive. Mm, what you say? Oh, and then it goes back <laughs> to
1: the to the oh god, who did that skit? Must have been Saturday Night Live, right? Where yeah, everyone's yeah. just was waking the, up and was, shooting each other.
0: Yeah, it was all the uh, uh, Lonely Island guys that, yeah. that that did it. Plus, like uh, Sh- uh, Shia LaBeouf for some reason. Uh, anyway. <laughs> She keeps shooting him. It's bad. Um, finally, Dred arrives and takes her away. Fonza will be taken care of. His mom says, uh, uh, Mama Diva says, Diva says, it's this city, you know, pressing in on us all the time, trapping us like rats in a cage, driving us crazy. It never gave him a chance. It's our own full mental jacket.
1: And Dred's response. Yep
0: cups <laughs> oh i feel like he's more sympathetic when he says oh yes. sure like, i just he i know completely agrees. i know and then yeah, slaps the cups on her and that's the end of full mental jacket pretty good yeah nice good return by uh by ian gibson to the strip as well he hasn't been on it for oh a while. yeah that's right i to-
1: i had i did want to say something about that man does that guy really like drawing uh, no good nicks you know <laughs> I mean, yeah, he draws a good like uh, like a tough like, like a like a mega city street thug. You yeah, know? man. I like it. it's just really good style, especially when you know the brother's giving like a thumbs up to the kid. Like it's just got this neat this whole good look
0: to it. Plus, dread looks like he, he's kind of massive by comparison. <laughs> I mean, he's real blown up when when, when Gibson draws. Gibson loves a big big shoulder pads, big knee pads for dread. You know? Yeah. He's got, got a lot of heft to him, I'd say. And, man, next time on Judge Dread, it's Bloodline, and that's really exciting. Go, oh, is it? Is that good? You'll, that's a good thing. I like good things. You'll see. Oh, man. I'm so – like, listen, I think – I am i don't want to build it up too much because that never ends up well, but I'm <laughs> really excited if this next one. It's something that's going to – it sort of picks up from previous stories and is going to take us into the future, and I'm very excited about it.
1: Fucking that. awesome. All right, I'm in. I like I like me yeah. some. It's I you know t- is this
0: this is not a mini epic. I'm guessing it's it's just a two it's just two progs, but it will fi- it will fill into future mega epics. Oh, um, awesome! Which is a big thing. Anyway, um, but perhaps less exciting. Fox non thrills covers at Nerf Center. Uh, 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 I guess if we must we must prog 579 pure genius with with thrill power in the danger zone steve Dillon draws tharg creating the prog as shiva Astrantium dog joe pineapples kano and dread run out specifically uh, Stockeye. eye yes yeah, Stockeye. And I like seeing uh, Dylan's taking all these characters. I wish there was more of this stuff, actually. Like, we've seen other people draw occasionally uh, uh, characters, but I like when there's just a big montage of everybody in the Prague on one picture. Yeah, it's neat.
1: I I, I always like these thrill power overload kind of things where it's just, you know, Tharg doing a thing and it's like, this is how much
0: thrill power, motherfuckers. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the Nerve Center, Tharg announces more tales from the doghouse, a t-shirt contest, and teases the arrival of new look strontium dog. Mm. There are pictures of Judge Patsy Kensett, last seen in this year's sci-fi special. She's the lady from Lethal Weapon 2. (laughs) Um, And a Kano as Rogue Trooper. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, letters blame spontaneous combustion on Tharg. There's some questions about the recent darkening nature of the judges in, in the progs and complains with the lack of a letters page in Prog 571. So there's a t-shirt that can be snagged by heading to the Forbidden Planet in Brighton for a site, for a signing, just FYI. Sweet. You're having to find yourself in summer 1989. Uh, and then mid-Prog, there's an installment of John Brosnan's Flicks column, which I like. Uh, there's one early part where you kind of re- reference Rocket Ranger, which was, had appeared in ads a couple times in the Prog recently. Yeah. And then a bit of uh, some mentions of some minor or never released movies, uh, Punkula, Bloody Pom Poms, aka Cheerleader Camp, and Nice Girls Don't Explode. These are all kind of – I don't know if Punkula was ever made. I I couldn't find it um, Mm. in a Google search but a Cheerleader Camp and Nice Girls Don't Explode did, although I haven't seen those yet. And then a reference to a, mo- a mention of Monster Squad, which I remember liking a lot as a kid, and especially because it proved that, indeed, the Wolfman does have nards. Oh, um, okay then. Wolfman's got nards! <laughs> towards the end <laughs> towards the end of the project, there's a pretty good uh, Dread pinup by Will Simpson. Yeah, he Starscan! Shooting, yeah, he's shooting out in out forwards with a big Law & Order poster behind him just parts of his pads exploding and stuff like that because they're getting shot at yeah it's pretty awesome and then this prog ends with both ads for the first forgotten realms novel which is big D stuff and a preview of the new strontium dog and a sweet pez uh ad you know? oh yeah i like these pe- yeah the, we are seeing some full page full color like ads for pez dispensers which do bring me back to a time where yeah listen like Here's me. Here's Conrad as a kid. Fox, all right. Mm-hmm. You got to eat Pez out of the dispenser. You can't just no. like a raw dog. No, the, the, the Pez from oh. the from, from the candy thing from like the
1: package. Kids who would who would just open that shit up and eat them. I'm like, what is even the point of you right now?
0: Also, you must string a string cheese, Fox. I don't know if you're like that as well. Oh no, I've st- I
1: I I must string the string cheese. I have seen people eat them whole. I believe it is disgusting.
0: Yeah. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why why we're partners, Fox. Absolutely. Oh, All right, good. It's the
1: little things <laughs> that matter, my man. <laughs> Definitely. Krug five eighty, you're slime, slime. Oh. Yes, he's slimy. Greg, also yeah, he's
0: wearing weird tights. <laughs> it's you know, who's to say what these mega mega city fashions are, Fox? That's fair. Gang politics break into a power play as Dred looks on and in Gibson cover in the nerve center. Tharg mentions the new Strontium dog and plugs a book by Alan McKenzie. We're going to be seeing a bit of uh, this picture of a baby rogue trooper and a judge ABC warrior. Awesome! Yeah, definitely cool. Letters request a, a Krilltro Thargo for a granddad. Aww. Another letter ignores the minor arcana of the tarot and gets smacked down by Tharg. Wow. who's a master of the occult, of course. Um, and a reader spotted Rojaws reading the book *The Specialist* during a battle in Prague five seventy four, which is a comedy book about an expert outhouse builder. Oh, which seems to be some sort of like joke. Like this is a like it's a book that a lot of that you know it's a traditional book to have in a bathroom because it's about building. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's about an expert privy builder, basically. <laughs> All right. Good humor. Nah. Mid prog, yeah. Mid prog, there's a contest for the book How to Draw and Sell Comics by a 2080 sub editor droid and script droid Alan McKenzie. Hmm. The prog ends with a nice pinup of Dread standing in a static position by Cliff Robinson. Looking like cool. Slide. Always always good. Uh, Robinson cl- uh, a Robinson pinup's always a good time. Really like
1: how he does the kind of, I, I don't know, just like on the knuckles, there are these little like. Um... Like half sphere glass pieces that I imagine are just yeah. for like brutally punching people more efficiently.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're kinda inbuilt brass knuckles or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Details, man. Definitely. Prog 581 Warriors on the rerun. Simon Bisley draws De- uh, deadlock spelling it out in this final ABC Warriors cover. As he kind of yeah going sp- up against cannon some...
1: with his uh, yes. master sword and his uh, sweet cape.
0: Speaking magic gibberish. In the Nerve Center, Thurg announces the end of the ABC Warriors story, but teases that Bisley will be back soon. There are pictures of a Rojaws trooper and a judge in a wetsuit with a board. Surf justice! <laughs> like that one. Yeah. Uh, letters compliment Summer Magic. Mid-prog, there's a new Viz col- or vids column, I should say which gives a decent review of Inner Space last mentioned in a Flix column in Prog 550. Mm. There's also a review for a tape of the Rambo cartoon show which and okay. Man, that Rambo cartoon show is terrible. Just I have FYI.
1: never seen it.
0: It sounds like it would have been bad. I remember seeing it like early morning on like the Sci-Fi channel once when I couldn't sleep and I was trying to, like I had to wait It was the first thing that was on TV besides a paid programming one day at like six in the morning or something. Oh. Oh, it was real bad. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) Hooray syndication. We need something to put on at this hour. And this is like in like 2002 as well. Like this is just like, listen, like we just have to put something on here. It doesn't matter. What do Um, we have? Go to the Rambo vaults. Exactly. There's also references to the uh, horror movie Cellar Dweller and Hellraiser 2. Clive Barker apparently reads 2000 AD from time to time. Oh, that's cool. Also a mention of uh, of of this thing, CD Video, an evolution of the Laserdisc that would fall by the wayside by 1991. Man, I've seen some
1: stuff on Laserdisc too. Like it's, it was, I saw an American in Paris on, on Laserdisc.
0: This is sort of post-Laserdisc, yeah, I want to say. it is. Like I don't know, yeah. Just this era, though, of trying to figure out how we were going to get CDs to work. You know, I feel like the definition is not high enough to sell itself just on that. The way that like HD stuff and DVD, you know. Um, Anyway, uh, the prog ends with a full page preview of Slain, which includes about twenty five percent of the total content of that story. (laughs) Um, And there's a a prodigious purple protoid pinup by Brett Ewins, though the signature says Ron Merlin. Yeah, it's a little. So weird. Listen, this pro toy, he's an alien. You can't trust him, Fox. Do you I think we all know that. Do not like him, same I am.
1: Exactly. Prog 582, The Killing Field. I mean, other than the name's awesome art, like cover.
0: Yeah. Glenn Fabry's back with a slain about to split your brain, your, split your brain ball. And you know, he's probably going to do that. <laughs> yep. In the nerve center, Tharg announces the return of both Tyranny Rex and Slain. 2000 nice. AD. It's not a comic; it's an attitude. Fuck yeah, babe! There are pictures of a picnic basket stealing Rogie Bear. It's a Rogue <laughs> Trooper bear, and Stupid. a dread who's <laughs> a dread who's smoking gun warns you that smoking can damage your health. Uh, okay. There's letters about Johnny Alpha having pupils when he's asleep. A mom that reads 2000 AD. And some stuff about Tharg having fancy names. And some people doubting that Tharg is even real. The Cheek! Wow. The very Cheek. I know, man. Not cool, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, listen. You can't trust these guys. Because, listen, Tharg's real. It's all real. Live it up. I know. I,
1: well, it's just, you know, like, someone came into my comic book saying I wasn't real.
0: I'd feel pretty offended. That's right. And speaking of terrible monsters bend, uh, uh, challenging the rules of reality, Fox. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thrill four ABC Warriors. Ooh, it's good. A little, uh, Very rushed, but good. There's a lot going on here. But, yeah, we're definitely sort of jumping towards the end here for sure. Mm. A script about Pat Mills, art robot Simon Bisley, lettering about Jack Potter. So, using his mystic abilities, robot knight deadlock enters the control room of the black hole trying to fix the machine before it can destroy earth and the surrounding galaxy meanwhile the evil human major savard and her troops including the deadly monad uh disguised as an alien bounty hunter prepare to strike (laughs) and uh like just for kicks let's uh let's have joe pineapples be an assassin that's right. The rest of the ABC Warriors discuss trying to reason with the humans, but Savard hates, ail- hates robots too much to be reasonable. It's JoJo true. Joe Pineapples decides to uh, be a badass and go kill her himself. That's
1: pretty great. You get to see him do his kind of super hot robo-bod action.
0: That's right. Uh, Preparing knife and gun Joe with his sweet short jacket and fingerless glove. Gloves dismisses (laughs) the rest of the team as uncool. In fact, he just listens to his headphones most of the time when he's doing stuff.
1: So, I mean, this is Baby Driver if he was just a robot.
0: Definitely. He reflects on those photo negatives Black Blood has.
1: Which, again, like, we don't really get the details of what's inside
0: of them. It's just that he alludes to the fact that he wants to be more human. And he did something that was kind of fun back in the day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, soon jo- Joe is behind human lines, killing as he goes. Um apparently being kicked out of the elite exterminators for behaving like a human, yeah, so uh he was kicked out. so uh soon Joe's behind enemy lines, killing as he goes. he remembers being kicked out of the elite exterminators for behaving like a human. He just wants to feel alive again, fox, and that's why Oof. he's keeping a human <laughs> and that's why he keeps a human heart in that mysterious ho- uh cavity inside of his chest wish, good lord <laughs> uh all right, I mean my first uh- my
1: immediate question is not, oh my God, why it's more of just like, whose heart is that then? I think he just kind of refreshes it as he goes. You know, he kind uh, of has one. Exactly. Right. Like, cause it's not going to keep.
0: Nah, you know, it's not, it's not refrigerated or anything like that. You know? Um, so Joe confronts uh, Major Savard. She tries to shoot him. Joe reminds her of that robot that ran off with her daughter. Why didn't you pick me, you goddamn sexy robot? Wow, it's and he's just like, oh,
1: this is some shit. Let me just kill you, and I don't have to feel awkward anymore.
0: Yeah. Later, it's done. Joe shows Hammerstein Savard's chest, a heart in his chest. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, he, he just picked out a fresh one. You know, presumably left the old one behind. Um. Hammerstein tries to empathize because he too is exploring new emotions with his human girlfriend Terry, and there's there might be more to life than killing, maybe. Hey, but you know, Joe, yeah, Joe says no, just the opposite. Like he's look, he's trying to get emotions back so that killing can feel good to him again. Yeah, right now it's just real job. crazy. Yeah, um, Hammerstein thinks Joe is strange, and Joe is killing dudes listening to the Doors. Hey, why not?
1: I, I mean, you know. His coolness factor is now one hundred and ten percent, so it's
0: getting into critical levels. That's right. So, Fox, the black hole is collapsing, threatening civilizations ac- all across the timelines. Never Agartha's- a good
1: thing when your black hole uh, starts collapsing and destroys multiple timelines.
0: Absolutely. That's why I don't. That's why I only get medium spicy now instead of, instead of maximum spicy. <laughs> getting old. Um, uh, yeah, so Agartha is crumbling as Deadlock continues his work. Hammerstein tries to reason with the human troops, and there's even a brief ceasefire where the alien Abaddon explodes in a huge gore fountain. It's
1: real gross, and I'm gonna tell you right now like, Bisley has some problems that I'd like. This whole right. thing that he drew is gross.
0: Yeah, he turns into a giant monster, which is basically just a super crazy version of like, uh, like, like those V, uh, the Venus of, of Willendorf. Or of a whole fells, um, statues, like the ancient versions of, like, the mother goddess, basically. Yeah. Except it's covered in extra faces and mouths, including just a big toothy maw in the vaginal area. Yeah. Which is tough. Well, and then you're
1: talking about the two, like, large protruding breasts with multiple extended
0: nipples. Like... Yep. It's real... It's real graphic, definitely yeah this is like um comic uh, book we're, for we're, kids we're in a grown up, i mean it it is a more grown-up comic oh, sure. here. this is really um um cementing it like you know like this is a weird thing just to be coming up like <laughs> I, I i can't imagine what would have happened if this was in like the 70s when we saw it when there's we oh. the other stuff you know i don't this
1: <laughs> if some of the stuff that like i remember us talking or you at least referencing like oh yeah they got in trouble for this and this and this i'm like okay kind of get it but also like it's not
0: It's not this. Put that in there. I feel like the comic would have been shut down ages ago. Definitely, Yeah, I mean, although this does kind of remind me of those giant um, god beings from that story, uh, Return to Armageddon, yeah. if you remember those. yeah. Like, they also had these kind of, like, like giant men and women with, like, um, th- that were kind of disturbing just because they had, like, a lotus blossom eyes and stuff. Oh, yeah,
1: that's but right. The Eternals?
0: I don't remember. Um, just,
1: you know. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's fine. They turned
0: out to be cosmic kids playing a game, so I was yeah. like, whatever, buddy. Yeah, yeah um, that- I remember. But anyway, this monster says, um, it calls itself the Great Worm, the symbol of the cosmic mothers, and these robots are the enemy. Hail the Great Worm! And, and uh, you know, then, uh, the Hammerstein's ro- just like Humbug. Yeah, he goes straight off and powers, that's not a worm, that's the Monad, baby!
1: <laughs> Never want a Monad crushing your party, TBH.
0: Yep. Sadly, a lot of these humans are worm followers, so the battle continues. The uh, army of humans trying to push dead, um, trying to rush deadlock, but instead setting off tons of death traps along the way to the black hole control center. Which, uh, hey, you know, at least we know where they are now. Yep. The, uh, the Knight of Chaos draws his swords. The primordial uh, serpent masquerading as the cosmic worm is the ultimate obscenity Indeed, the monad says, when good is believed to be evil, that is evil's ultimate victory. Wow. All right. And it, it seems this fight, as the timeline's royal, will send a psychic shockwave through all humanity, causing uh, followers of female-based religions to be feared, tortured, and killed throughout all of human history. Great. We're gonna see elements of this like long term through Pat Mills' work, uh, Fox. This is really like the first seed that's gonna germinate into a lot of themes that that that, that he'll have in the coming years in 2000. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep an eye out for it. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that this is where I feel like we're first really seeing it. I mean, it sort of grows off some of the balance stuff we've seen in Slain. Oh, sure. But this is good. This is taking it even further and specifically calling it a, a, a balance not of a good versus evil, but of sort of the divine male versus the divine female, basically. Damn you,
1: Monad! You're a real judge. Maybe the
0: divine. Or maybe the divine female versus the divine male, just so I get the uh, ver- as opposed to good and evil uh, yeah. orders right. Uh- <laughs> well played. Anyway, their weapons won't work on the mo- on the Monad because it's a thought form fear beast, buddy. You can't stab that.
1: Got to you got um, to fight cosmic magic with cosmic magic.
0: Yeah, to beat it they'll need a similar emotional force. Um once they beat it with the emotion with the imagination from those cave paintings and stuff and I love that Black Blood is quick to say we are not forming a circle and destroying the beast with love. I it I-
1: was perfect. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's that may be one of the few times in which Black Blood has said something where I'm like, that that right there is funny.
0: Yeah, well, just because I feel like that's—I feel like I've seen that happen in various things. Oh, before, in you fucking
1: know? everything. I mean, yeah, I like guess they it's aren't... kind of the crux of like a uh, uh, Fifth Element, right? So, right.
0: They aren't going to Care Bears their way out of this one. No um, Care Bear stairs. The Monad taunts them as Blackblood wonders what they have to live for. Hammerstein says Blackblood has nothing, but he has Terry. Terry, look out! Oh my God! <laughs> plot. Plot just <laughs> happened. Hammerstein leaps to try to save Terry from a giant foot of the monad, I think, but fails. Yeah. Maybe it's a falling rock. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, the beast eyes the black hole control manual and prepares to destroy the earth and conquer the universe. Did it really need a the manual? Isn't it like a I, god? This might be a little bit of a joke thing, like sure. all the different books Hammerstein's been re- – or uh, Rojas has been reading throughout well, the you know, various true. fights and stuff. Uh, agartha continues to crumble as the monad proclaims deadlock's fate with the three of swords the sorrow card lol i i i he
1: did that thing that deadlock does and out deadlock's his fucking tarot thing i just i really don't get tarot
0: But instead, Deadlock has an attack. He's concentrated the electromagnetic memories of the ABC Warriors, centuries of bloodshed, cruelty, and war. Blackblood as leader of the Straw Dogs. Joe as an exterminator. Hammerstein's war memories, mongrels, torture, even Mechquake's day as, as a bot crusher to create a mind creature. And it's pretty
1: rad. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a pretty rad metal album.
0: Yeah, even more sinister than the Monad, a giant winged demon atop a monstrous horse with a sword called Slaughter. Oh, it's super badass. Yo, bro, I'm Chaos Incarnate. That's right. Listen, this is like the the, the high-level summon in a Persona game. It's good times. Oh, beautiful. Um, <laughs> um, even a, such a being composed only of just deadlocks me- uh, uh, past would be formidable, but with all six of the warriors hurt, it cannot fail. Beautiful. The Monad's quickly defeated and the black hole gateway is restored though the bots will still be blamed of course as the army approaches
1: and uh, the army gets all the credit which i yeah. guess like no one
0: no one who survived would have said something different i mean i guess nah. not yeah i mean i mean the, you know the bots never said like hey like we're or, or no one believed them when they said that they're actually here to fix the black hole you know yeah um they need to escape And they realize they can steal the ship of Emperor Zalon that's happened to be parked in here, like, like just waiting for them. Hey, sure, why not? According to the World's Greatest Robot, it still works. Yeah, doing pretty well. Yeah. The bots run over to it, Rojas stopping to tell the World's Greatest Robot that the approaching troops are accountants in disguise. Ooh. Not Um, good. The giant robot attacks them as our heroes make their way to the ship and blast off. Mission accomplished. It's good times. Though Hammerstein is bummed about Terry and Blackblood is being a huge asshole about it. I mean, yeah, he's uh, getting his licks in where he can, I guess. Definitely. Meanwhile, Deadlock, uh, sorry, yeah, Blackblood's being a huge asshole about it. Meanwhile, Deadlock has betrayed his concept of chaos, so it's time to balance the scales by wandering the universe, spreading anarchy. Hey, do you guys want in? Sounds like big jobs to me. Yeah, I guess everyone's just in for doing a a crimes. Doing, doing a chaos. Uh, the team flies out, the seven most wanted robots in the galaxy. As they head off into space, we see a message being sent to all Terran star commanders. No effort must be spared to find and destroy the ABC warriors. Does that mean a like flat- the ship too? Even with Emperor Zalan's body inside? I think they maybe want to recover that. But listen, history's less important than killing these bots. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And for the Flash of the Universe card, we reach the end. Pretty good.
1: Like I said, at the top of this, it was a little rushed there at the end, right? Just kind of
0: quickly getting shit over. But, I, you know, I really like
1: this storyline.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely – especially as a coming out party for Simon Bisley just to do amazing art on this stuff. It's really great. Yeah, And it does sort of wrap up this story in time for more Nemesis stuff and um i just like you know i like these bots having adventures and doing stuff you know I, yeah
1: it, me too man i'm t- bummed about terry though i liked her as a character
0: yeah it's too bad although you know uh hammerstein will find love again in the future just for the record Aww. um but not for a while actually so you know so that's the end of abc warriors that's it for sms who i who whose work i really liked as well yeah um but apparently he, he didn't get on with the editors so we're on to other things uh um uh Pat Mills, uh author of ABC Warriors, of course, will be have have a brief slain inter interlude this episode. Hooray. Then in 586, we'll get uh we'll ha- have Nemesis back with a uh with a Pat Mills power hour with slain coming back as oh, well. Awesome. That back.
1: Okay, that's just gonna make everything better. <laughs>
0: it's gonna be pretty exciting. Uh Simon Bisley, meanwhile, is gonna take some time off. He's uh basically the rest of this year. He's gearing up for a magnum opus, which we'll start to see in spring of nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, "Slain the Ooh. Horned God." Ooh, like that. Um, as for the warriors themselves, they are about to go dark for a while, sadly. It's for how long? Um, well, so Pat Mills—he's going to sp- us uh, He's about to start spreading his writing time between two thousand A.D. And the forthcoming uh, uh, magazine Crisis, which st- is going to start appearing in a fall of, of – or later in 88. Okay. Um, and it seems like to me, just from what, what, can I, tell, what I can tell of, of uh, Mills' writing style, he's usually either slain or a nemesis at a given time. Okay. So we're about to get into some heavy slain times in uh, 2000 AD. And because of that, it means we won't see the ABC Warriors in the Prague for a very long time. Not until September of 1991. Oh, my God. Yeah, not, like, the furthest thing, but pretty dang far. In fact, yeah, we definitely won't see them until at least 2020, you know. That's so long from now. I know, but, you know, I mean, uh, good thing. I mean, like, it's one of these... Like, a little bit good things come to those who wait, but also, you know, the, like, the, the, Pat Mills just has other um, preferences, you know. He's and got other, other things, things that he on.
1: wants to do creatively. I can get that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're about to get some real insanity with Nemesis and eventually some really amazing stuff with uh, Slain as well. Okay. Plus, um, he's also doing uh, the, the story A uh, Third World War and Crisis with, with Art by Carlos Scare, which is also a pretty interesting story.
1: Ooh, cool.
0: Yeah, someday. Re-Crisis, but not Rec- just yet. crisis <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I got so many plans, Fox. It's so... I got I to gotta, I, I gotta actually execute on them, but someday. You got to nail that shit down, baby. <sighs> Seriously. Hey, and speaking of uh, exciting changes, Fox. Oh, really? Or possibly less so, less exciting. It's Thrill 5, Strontium Dog. Again. Script robot Alan Grant, art robot Simon Harris, and letter robot Gordon Robson as his kid. So, okay
1: yeah so okay uh here
0: we are at the simon harrison strontium dog fox
1: yeah uh man really don't like mcnulty's face
0: yeah it's real different i'd say that um, he looks kind I'm not of a hu-
1: like a clown some of the time yeah like a creepy i mean uh,
0: johnny's got a kind of a weird face as well i'd say um mm. i'm not a huge fan of this i got to admit but i'm trying to accept it on its own terms of course um yeah and from, from from what from what I can tell from from what from what I've been able to put together um despite our love for Carlos Sasque on strontium Dog, it has been failing in popularity among the among the readership wow really of nineteen eighty eight so the decision has been made to bring in a new artist, not like we've seen say Hinklinton and Nemesis for instance sure um and i you know basically. I'd say it's bringing in an extremely late '80s artist to take over for a master, you know. Yeah. But I can also see how it makes sense in 1988. You know, when you when you're in the late '80s, you need to you feel like you need to shake things up, so you got to bring in a late '80s artist, which I, is how I really feel like like I, I describe Simon Harrison here. Mm. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that this era is when they first left the Prague. And so I'd imagine sort of just, um, dipping subscription numbers would drive the editors to make any change they could just in terms of trying to move the needle. Simon Harrison, I feel like is a huge change from Ascara, and we're cutting into more big changes for Strontium Dog. So let's stay cool. Okay. Like, um, everything was back to 2000 AD did a 2000 AD, um, a, everything that was back to 2000 AD did a, a Strontium Dog potted history. And they really sort of say like, yeah, like a sca- like a uh, Simon Harrison is the opposite of of Carlos Sissara. Oh my God! So, if you are trying to change things up, it's really the best the best choice, or it, it's a it's the most intriguing choice, I, or the most extreme one, or the worst one. But whatever else, um, I mean. But again, I'm trying to. Again, I'm trying to. You know, I like I've, I've said a couple of times. I don't want our podcast just to be like, oh, oh this course. sucks. I hate this. Of so, course, you know. I'm gonna try to take this as it goes. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, good to be honest, but also good to be hopeful, right? Yeah, I think this is also really the first um, Stron Team Dog that's just Alan Grant. Like previous ones, might have been part of that Grant Wagner combine, but now we're real. This is full Alan Grant. Story. Now
1: they've they've separated from the Megazord.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they've turned into their, each individual Voltron lions doing their own thing. <laughs> So, at the doghouse, the base of the interstellar mutant bounty hunters known as the Search Destroy Agents or Strontium Dogs, the mail shuttle is in! Yay! Johnny gets a letter from Smiley's World asking him to come back for Wolf Sternhammer Week, commemorating the second anniversary of the Viking bounty hunter's death. Oh,
1: that's so cool yeah, that they rage. do that
0: definitely though he hides the letter from other dogs just so they don't like see him have emotions yeah midden face also has mail a big package from his granny help my boy but it's doogle yeah with the heavy bro- with a heavy brogue we learn that she's headed to florida for vacation so needs midden face to take care of the family dog in the box oh god Dougal the dog is happy to see Biddenface, but not anybody else. McGurring at everybody and <sighs> chasing a tiny strontium dog. <laughs> there is something wrong with that animal. Yeah, no, he's got a lot going on. He likes Johnny at least, though. And, uh, Who doesn't and like then, Johnny? Yeah, he's a good guy. And then uh, uh, Alpha, Biddenface, and two others, a short dude and a warthog dude, are called to the boss's office and given a mission. Oh, yeah. A ship carrying the Bishop of Bolton has crashed on the planet no go with sacred relics uh, not it's great a for them but you know pay for us yeah it's a feud world and the new church has already sent a missionary commando squad to get the bishop the bishop out but well you know no go i love the concept of
1: a feud world they just rent out space for you to have your war in great yeah
0: it's good i feel like it's you know uh, space saving or something now, the stronts are there are are to go in accompanied by Brother Sagan, a monk with a bunch of guns uh Dougal's going too hidden in Mcnulty's gear, and they all head out to no go
1: all right feel like on the <sighs> okay, sorry. oh no, I was gonna say that I feel like a uh a, a planet called no go <laughs> but is being done for bad like the whole thing. Just spells out to me that maybe this won't be the best place to go. Yeah, in it's general, like central it's Europe, of in the name. It's full of no-go zones. Oh wow,
0: uh, <laughs> keep that away. Beautiful. Um, they head. They start to head to the drop zone when the locals open fire with their uh, anti-aircraft mesh. The, the anti-aircraft guns, ak or pam pam, as we see here. <laughs> the ship takes ev- evasive action. But with the door open for the jump, things get loose and Dougal goes out the side. No, not Dougal. So I guess the thing that we should do is just jump out of the plane immediately, right? That's what face McNulty does right away. And Johnny decides to scrub the plan and help out his buddy and and says everybody out the side and finally kicks brother Sagan out as well. Yeah, because the man was giving him lip. Bitch, jump. Yeah. He tells the pilot to be back in 24 hours, and Johnny jumps, because it's mission time! Oh, hell yeah. Highway to the danger zone. All right. The locals keep shooting the dogs, but Johnny hits them with a number four cartridge, taking them out. Yeah, pretty good. Most of them hit their anti-grav shoots, but Middenface keeps falling, desperate to grab his dog. He gets him. He does, but they're too close to the ground. The other dogs and Sagan land safely while Sagan prepares to threaten Johnny. The, uh, another dog warns that they have to stick together on this dangerous feud world. It seems Sagan doesn't like mutants, but Johnny doesn't care about that. They're looking for a McNulty, and then they'll find the bishop. Yeah, there's something, there's
1: something wrong with the Sagan guy.
0: Yeah, the monk rankles but accepts it. It seems Middenface and Dougal have survived, landing in the middle of a bog. Yeah, hey, pretty nice. Bog broke our yeah. fall. A rope is, yeah, like a common Mach 1 from back in
1: oh, the day. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump from this uh, from this Mayan starship.
0: Yeah. Just, luckily, the bog was a mile deep, so he survived or whatever. Oh, God. Um, so stupid. <laughs> a rope is tossed to them, and they're saved. Maybe? A bunch of soldiers are pulling them out, calling them spies. Min face schemes with Dougal. I'll take the general, you create a diversion. But when it comes to it, Dougal just eats the soldiers' rations and Minface has a gun to his head. Say your prayers, spy! It's like, God, dog, you had one job, you know? Get it together, buddy, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Minface pulls a strontium dog badge, but the soldiers aren't buying it. They tie McNulty up and build a fire for torture purposes! Hey, you know, always good to have a torture fire roaring. Definitely. The goons are discussing what led to the feud they're fighting. It's a, a Capulets versus something argument at a wedding. You know, very yeah. uh, star-crossed lovers here. When Boar Hilser, the warthog dude, awesome. sneaks up and conks these troops' his head together. One of them is named Romeo. Just saying. See so, ya. Yeah. Um, the next scene, and, 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 and the,
1: what's my favorite is, you know, they've got like this brand that they're about to uh, hit McNulty with. And in the background, there's just this guy going coochie-cooch to, uh, to Dougal. <laughs>
0: oh it's nice
1: it's cute um,
0: the stronts come blasting in weapons to stun and soon Min faces upright untied and angry at, at duel until a mickers yeah. qu- uh, quiet mcnulty apologizes for the bother as the general of the goons come to and johnny scans his brain with alpha rays and discovers that their ship they're looking for has crashed near a place called murph's rock they head out as Dougal catches a scent of something, but they ignore it and head on. But after they leave, a scout in an underground hiding spot appears <sighs> and calls into someone called Commander Krieg, warning that Stronty dogs are coming for the bishop. Well, with a name like that, that guy must probably be a
1: totally good upstanding dude, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. Can't, oh, you can always trust uh, camouflage snipers. Oh, I just <laughs> meant Commander I... Krieg. It's a little on the Ooh, nose, don't too. you think? <laughs> Alliteration usually means evil. Next time, cat to meet. Woof! Not bad. I like. Yeah, I'm excited I mean, in terms of going, the you story.
1: Know. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I like. I like a, a religious zealotry, new new Jesus
0: movement or whatever it's called. New the new church. New church. That's it. Ambiguous. Uh, oh man. Okay. Yeah, good. you're gonna you're gonna be pretty down with the, this upcoming strontium dog content. Then good. Times. All right. Cool. I'm I'm into this. I'm into space yeah. priest justice. Something. Oh, right. And speaking of uh, people traveling the stars doing fun stuff, Fox.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thrill 6 Tyranny Rex. Oh, I'm so glad she's back. She's the best. I love her. Definitely. Uh, uh, you know, cloner, secret agent, ex-military project or something, and all around very important female.
0: Definitely. Uh, scripted by John Smith, written by Steve Dill, and then I go by Jack Potter. Welcome to Onassis, a floating island city on the planet uh, New Jacinto, by Dirk Sheen of CTV inside a fancy mall on the island. It's a celebratory mood as they go to commercials for Spood digestive Ugh. juices and the Lex Talonis survivalist <laughs> missionaries. Pretty good. Oh, I guess speaking of a, of a space priests also. I yeah, guess. man. Um, anyway. Dirk prepares to throw to another reporter when Onassis is swallowed by a giant sky whale thing. Oh,
1: it's real cool looking.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, Later, we're at Tyranny Rex's Kings Without Faces exhibit. Just a lot of crazy modern art. There's a head getting throttled by a hand coming out of its mouth. And the artist herself is talking to some some art types about various gross modern art things. When a suit and some armed guards show up. The Suits from the Air Marshal Sea, which is, I believe is a reference to a notorious London prison the Marshalsea, mm. um, and opens that Tyranny's on the run from the planet Calderall, but That's nothing to do with them after she pulls a gun on them. And, uh, and lifts him in the air with her tail with her by t- the neck. That's true. Excellent. They just want her to do a job for which she'll get a full pardon and 200,000 dineros tax-free cash. Please don't kill me. Pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, it seems those big sky whales are called razor blimps and were thought to have been wiped out when the colonization of San Jacinto began. Reporter Roy Klein tries to interview Tyranny, but no dice! Ooh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think he, he lost some teeth. Yeah, well, he at least lucid as she punched him yeah. in the face.
1: Jesus, yikes.
0: Yeah, I guess part of the job is to recover Dirk Sheen alive. That's purely secondary. Uh, Roy messes around on live camera, but balks at complimenting tyranny as she climbs a border-sweet sky cycle and prepares to kill some space whales. Hey, sure, why not? I mean, I, I guess
1: I, I, I don't know what her angle is in this, but I know that there's going to be an angle, and I'm excited to see what it is.
0: Next time, the Jonah touch. Oh,
1: I don't know if I want a Jonah touch.
0: Because the whales, you see? Like Joan and the Whale?
1: Uh, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, okay. But, uh, I mean, it's just like, um, I think she's just a general mercenary as well. Like, you know, she's like, she's the baddest bitch in the quadrant. So if you've got a problem, you come to her, you know?
1: You go go to the woman. Rex in the name. Rex by definition. Rex by lifestyle.
0: Tyranny by actions. Yeah. I mean... I'd also mention, like, um, like uh, Fox. I, it it hasn't come out yet as we're recording it, but I'd strongly suggest you you check out this year's sci-fi special, which also has a, a Tyranny Rex story. All right, just because it seems like key parts of the Tyranny Rex story are going to be in the specials, <laughs> so you can't miss them, <laughs> or else things will be very confusing. Like we, there was a, there was some stuff in there about like tyranny's art exhibits. And just some other background about her people and stuff that are not covered in the progs at all. So, just FYI. Um, And as we talk about just brief interludes of extremely awesome things, Fox. Oh,
1: my God. Thrill 7.
0: Slain.
1: So, I mean, just when you were writing this, did you just say, you know, close up on a bunch of corpses, zoom out to even more corpses, and then there's even more corpses, and then even more (laughs) corpses...
0: yes basically i got a whole poetic thing here do it on. i'm very I, excited i'm about gonna it. let
1: the meister do his work
0: uh script robot angie mills kincaid i guess she's angie Mills at this point later angie kincaid art, art robot glenn faber you know letting about listed uh, almost no words here 17 panels in an amazing comic
1: oh it's beautiful
0: an eye a human eye with blood and a fly a dead man's face a corpse many corpses Many, many corpses. The remains of a massive battle. Bodies piled everywhere. Some impaled on spears. Men and Fomorian monsters mixed together. Destroyed fortification. A huge battering ram with a human face. One Fomorian warrior stirs. A shadow falls over him. The beast looks up and is kicked in the face. A boot. A bloody hand. A hero harness. Slain Macroth stands atop the mountain of bodies with his axe he didn't think it too many (laughs) so awesome slain will return in prog 589
1: oh it's so good it's so damn good god i mean i'm just salivating waiting for this fucking comic
0: (laughs) yeah i mean we'll remember last time when slain ended he was definitely planning to take the fight to the Femorians. seems like that happened yeah, it seems like he might have taken a few out in a couple days. So. Oh,
1: it's so great. It's so gruesome. Very cool stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just this mass- massive pile of bodies and stuff like that. Very excited for the return of Slain. And eventually we'll get to the Horned God, which is going to really advance the story in some interesting ways.
1: Beautiful. Ah, I'm so stoked.
0: Yeah. And with your appetite whetted in that way, Fox. Oh, my God. I got one question one question alone for you. Although that question does contain two parts. Oh. Uh, We've reached the end of our prog. So what were you talking about in Thrill's? Oh, man.
1: Man, oh, man. Uh, so top, 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 top. Let me think about this. You know, I think I am going to give it to Full Mental Jacket. Ooh. I enjoyed the story, like, quite a bit. I, like wouldn't call it like top-notch dread stuff but i certainly really liked i i don't know just the gang stuff it's just another slice of life through several different progs of like Mm -hmm. how how it is kind of growing up as like a jew uh in a gang and then also you know wrestling your way back to the top only to then be shot multiple times by your own mother it's just like uh the the city sucks but the stories are are good, you know? And I like that yeah, it's kind of going to happen full circle with the brother regardless, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely caught in that same cycle that his, that his brother was in, for sure.
1: I really I really did enjoy it. Um, I mean, obviously, like, special nod to to Bad Company because it's, like, doing yeoman's work at the front. Um, and Man-O-Man, oh Tierney, Rex, and Slain. I'm real excited for you. Really, really, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, In terms of bottom, I I put Strontium Dog here just because I'm not like as as much as I talked about Dougal and Dougal being a weird looking dog. Dougal is maybe my least favorite character that's been introduced so far. (laughs) Um, It's I you know, I don't I don't know what the value add here is other than just like McNulty being more ridiculous, Um, not docking it for like art obviously i'm I'm interested in the story, but in terms of it standing against everything else i'm just a i'm a little bit less excited for it right mm-hmm. um then the only things that kind of kept a b c warriors from even like being here um is the same reason that I wouldn't put bad company here either uh even though it had like this whole uh, like rush uh to the finish like they're just they stand out as really good i just don't know if i enjoyed them as massively as i did like with the through line with dread i just felt the story was a mm. lot more cohesive um but yeah so those are my top and bottom and you know what conrad all those words they don't mean anything because really i only value myself off of the opinions of you so please tell me what yours are so that i can you know retroactively just say that i agree
0: oh come on buddy no I think I of value, course i value your opinion and that Come on. Was, oh
1: oh so beautiful now let's uh let's stop kissing each other in front
0: of all these people <laughs> your bot top and bottom thrills you gorgeous bastard damn um i do really like just dread being one big story this week that that's fun especially when it just sort of mostly wraps up in yeah. this week as opposed to sort of you know i love when we sort of have these sort of not mega epics but like small small epics i guess like five or six issues those are always fun but I think for my top I'm going to go with uh, ABC Warriors this week. Strong. It's a good choice. Um I just the art is so amazing. It's like It's so um, true. Like the final monster they summon to fight the Monad is Ugh. extremely metal. Um the uh I love just like the Monad like that, that that big spread of the Monad as the cosmic mother like that's a really Terrifying, gross picture that's also <laughs> like just there's. It's full of these tiny details that you look at, and each one's more horrifying than the next. Which I think is also pretty good. Yeah, it's um, super gross. Even just that final image of the spaceship flying off into uh, into adventure in deep space. I really like that as well. I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's hopeful so, by saying that they're going to do a lot of crimes.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, hey, that's what I'm all about, you know. <laughs> hopeful so, by way of crimes. I mean, like, uh, again, I feel i feel like I've made a lot of metaphors about ABC Warriors being kind of a and d party. Yeah. And this this really feels like one of those ones like, hey, we, we've just finished one big campaign and now we're on to another one, you know, or right. something like that.
1: See you later, Termite. We're going to go do some some dark summoning
0: rituals in the cosmos. Absolutely. Um, but so I think, yeah, so ABC Warriors at my top, I think. For my bottom... Nah, I'm just... I'm giving the bottom to Strontium Dog this week. Screw this change. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> um, my man. I think this one's going to be the... Like, I'm going to try to not put it in my bottom from now on. But I'm real, really venting my spleen on this one. Because... Hey. Conrad no like change but hey, um, <laughs> I think that that is valid. I it cuz
1: it's so sudden, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it's I mean it's it again, it's a big difference we, we talked about this, but mm. um yeah. I I am still like I've sort of I've done some reading ahead and I have been focusing on this story a little bit more than I have in previous rereads of 2000 AD, like I will say this is one of the first times I've read this story very closely because oftentimes, once the art changes, I just start skipping through it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to pay. So I'm paying attention to it now, and there is actually like a lot of fun stuff in here. Like I would say, this is actually a pretty, a pretty light-hearted Strontium Dog story in comparison to a, a lot of the ones we, we've read recently. Mm. Um which is kind of interesting just because the art I feel like makes it way more grim than it seems like it should
1: be yeah also. like that's i that's where I agree with you a lot because it's uh, strontium dog, other than some rare occasions is much more i don't know it's just a lot more bubbly with itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm definitely, again, trying to be open-minded. I'm sorry that we've, I've spent so much time ah. also just saying that I'm trying to be open-minded. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. So I'm going to try <laughs> to, you know, I just, I don't want, uh, again, I'm just real self-conscious about it and just sort of having this time where I come in and I'm like, Duh, I hate this comic. I hate this devil's bargain I made that forces me to read something that I like, that, that I, I don't like. I mean, to like, be honest,
1: you've, you have warned me several times that there will be there will be a time when, not, like, nice things will be hard to come by.
0: Yeah, but I kind of always want to be looking for for the positive. You sure, know? of course. Just because I don't want to be – I don't want to do, – like, my, my goal is not to do a sour-ass podcast. You oh, know? So course. we'll see how it goes. Um. So anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Go Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site, spacepinner2000.com. You can contact us at spacepinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or facebook instagram or twitter pages on twitter red space spinner 2k everything else up with space spinner 2000 and find us there come back next time as as a bad company resolves the no-go job gets personal tyranny learns about fandom (laughs) dread has a cracking good time with the bat mugger and we'll get problematic with tribal memories what? Also, Nemesis the Warlock returns as a Deathbringer. Okay, cool. Uh, tribal what? Tribal memories. Gonna be. It's not gonna be great, Fox. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm warning you about that. We're gonna. We're gonna read tribal memories, and I think there's gonna be a lot of like, ah, Ooh. I don't know about this, buddy. Oh, man. I don't know. If, like, I don't know if this is it, man. I don't know if this are we, is it. Are
1: we talking like Mach 1 levels of like, ooh. Dude is wearing a turban and has tigers, kind of like
0: oh. I'm saying that it like it's more like like I don't know, I don't know if we should be f- if like uh this story about a guy connecting with a Maasai warrior in the fall in the far future is like well done. This feels weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like I got a lot to st- I got a lot to st- I I got emotions. I got I got a process about it. To be honest, like, oh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm until excited. then, until that better, of, of snakes that we get to next episode, I'm Conrad, he's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000, Sluggish